You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, we come to Hebrews 9, 11 through 28. This passage today will show us that Christ did not need an animal's blood to get him into the holy place before God. That, that, that most holy place before God where the Ark of the Covenant was. Christ's own blood, the blood of a spotless lamb, is what secured our eternal redemption and in a sense brought us inside the veil with him to God. The blood which came from his one sacrifice was enough to secure us forever. There is no need for Christ to continue being offered again and again for sin. He's died once for all for sins and he'll return again, not to deal with our sins, he's already done that, but to save us, to save us finally. So I want to read Hebrews 9, 11 through 28, and then make a couple brief comments. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and the more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons and the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. For where a will is involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a will takes effect only at death, since it is not in force as long as the one who made it is alive. Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. For when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, There is no forgiveness of sins. Thus it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has entered, not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly, as a high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not his own. For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, Not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. As I mentioned before reading the text, Christ died once, and that was enough. 
That death, his death, covered all of our sin, past, present, and future. Now let me ask you a question. When you think of Christ coming again, are you scared? If so, let me identify two possibilities as to why. First, maybe you're not a Christian. You've been refusing to come to him by faith. You're not willing to give up your sin. There should be a fear there when thinking about Christ's imminent return. There's a second possibility as to why you may be scared. It's this. You don't understand how wonderful his death was. By dying, he has seen to it that none of your sin would ever be counted against you. So, when he comes again, he will raise you up because you're a righteous person who is clothed with a perfect righteousness that he has given you. So as believers, we should wait for him in the way that verse 28 tells us to wait. We wait eagerly for him because he's not coming to deal with our sins. He's already done that. He's coming to bring us our final salvation from this world, our final salvation from our own flesh, and our final salvation from the devil. This will be no, there will be no more war to fight because he will come to bring us safely home with him. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.